Today's Leading Women episode 606 with the wonderful Twila True. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes. Did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing. Talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Twila True. Successful businesswoman and Sioux tribe member, Twila True founded True Sioux Hope Foundation to facilitate unprecedented permanent positive change for the Lakota Sioux Hope of Pine Ridge Reservation. With 97% of the Lakota Sioux Tribe of Pine Ridge Reservation living far below the U.S. federal poverty line, True has created a foundation to provide funding to Pine Ridge. To learn more, visit www.truesuhope.org. That's true, the word T-R-U-E-S-I-O-U-X, hope.org. TrueSueHope.org. Women of the world, Miss Twila True. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am delighted to have you on the show, Twila, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Twila, I really love what you are doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in a time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Yes, so I manage, I run an investment firm, my own private investment firm. So today what I do is I look for investments that I will invest into either as a VC, a venture capitalist. Uh, I do private equity, public equity, and I also do seed funding for new businesses. So basically what all of that means is, is I'm an investor and I look for investments uh, and operating companies to invest in. Mm, love what I'm hearing about your business and this niche that you have carved out. Really great to hear that. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? Uh, you know, I did never, I never expected to be doing the business I'm doing today. What inspired me was, uh, you know, I come from a place that's the poorest place in the country, and when you come from uh, a poor place, and at I'm in my early 40s, and so at my time, uh, coming from a poor place, you know, I come from came from poor economics. Uh, typically, going out in the business world, there was not a lot of women in the business world, and uh, I'm a minority. So, 
What inspired me was the amount of poverty that surrounded me. Uh, I just found it not so fun to be that poor. So I wasn't really born driven to say, you know, this is, I'm going to change the world. I was really born to say, uh, I don't think it's this much fun to be this poor, and I'm going to figure out a way to not be this poor. Mm, love that. I'm sure um, a lot of us can relate to it. I can totally relate to what you have just shared with us. I mean, I wasn't, bo- I wasn't born in, in, in a privileged family or, uh, or economy either, and that drove me to achieving great things and wanting that and knowing that, you know, you help even more people by not being uh, being poor. There, it's not much you can do when you're poor, and you can you get to get more help by you get to give be able to give more help by being not poor. So that is such an inspiring uh, message and uh, story, story that you have shared with us because I can totally resonate with that. Now share with our listeners how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share them what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Yeah, I would say that, uh, number one, I, I, faced, I faced hurdles or I faced uh, problems that would come up as inspiration to overcome them because I found that when hurdles come up or when problems come up especially when you are brought up in a more impoverished area you know either you approach these problems as and you and you stop or they inspire you to get up again so every single time I was hit with a hurdle every time something didn't go my way I just quickly got up and you know expected there I expected there to be another hurdle and just expected myself to say but one hurdle at a time I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna get myself out of this situation the second thing that was uh, that took me some time to understand is um, not only was my financial circumstances not the best but also my family situation was not the best I come from a situation where my mother had me when she was only 16 years of age and she had problems with alcohol. She was an alcoholic and still has problems, struggles with alcohol. It took me uh, probably until my early 20s, early to mid 20s, to really understand that her story is not my story. That I did not need to, you know, at first you go through uh, sadness and then you go through anger and then toward the end I really came to, you know, this might have been your story and you, you struggled with having a young child, you struggled with alcoholism, but that's not my story. So I would say that would be the second thing that I would say is that just because around you people have stories that you don't want to be your stories, that don't take them as your own and, and know that you're creating your own book and maybe it's a third chapter in your book, but you're going to decide how this book is going to end, not anyone else, that you're the author. So I would say that that would be uh, the second thing that, you know, really helped me. I would say that the third thing that always helped me is every single hurdle, some hurdles are harder than others, and some are harder to overcome than others. So I would say that 90% of the time I always got back up again and, you know, approached every hurdle to say, thank you very much, can I have another? You know, thank you very much, can I have another hurdle? And when I had the worst of the hurdles, and you know the the worst of the hurdles, I had I had a tremendous amount of hurdles. I found a place 
to where when I was the most down that I, uh, I understood that, you know, whenever you look at any type of philosophy of life, religion, uh, how the world was created, and because I'm American Indian, you know, we sort of call, we, we sort of refer it to you as the creator. And no matter what religion anyone is, there's, there's really a creator, there's good, there's bad, there's ethics, there's morals. And with my worst of hurdles, I would say, you know, I think that I've been given these hurdles and I think that I've been given these challenges because I can take it. I can take them and I can succeed from them. And it was at my, it was at the hardest points that I would always tell myself only because I have grit and I have strength that my creator has given me these hurdles because someone who is not as strong, someone who doesn't have that much grit, you know, they were maybe placed in a life where there's going to be no struggles and, you know, life is going to be super easy. But only those of us who have the, something extra special that can take these type of hurdles, I think that, you know, we're quite special. So those would be the three things that I can tell you. I always, I always sort of uh, followed, followed through life. Mm, huge, huge lessons in those uh, challenges and those stories that you just shared with us. I was so hooked into listening to every word that you shared there because it's huge nuggets in what you just shared. So I hope you, our listeners, uh, were really taking notes because there's huge lessons in what Twila just shared with us. So thanks for sharing those. All right, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. But the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create that work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Yes, thank you. I think that uh, that balance never stops, or that imbalance really never stops. And so there I would tell you that I don't have an, an absolute answer because even today I, I struggle with that. And I struggle, it I struggle with it because on the business front, I really enjoy the business side. So I really enjoy thinking of new ideas. I really enjoy looking at new opportunities or looking at, at things that can that you can add you know to this world or things that you can do uh, so I, I constantly always struggle with that myself I would say that today and now that I have a family um, I find it that what I do is I try to regulate myself to where I say okay you know what Monday through Friday uh, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m go all out and you know go ahead and feed your brain on what you want in order to have that that business career that you want but uh, now I really try to regulate to myself to say at a certain time cut it off and most recently now I've really made a no-fly zone over the weekends uh, my children are very young so they're 14 12 8 and 2 I have to constantly remind myself that although I've been very fortunate in my professional career, although I have uh, a few things that I'm very proud of that I've accomplished on the professional side, the children and you know my, my married life, when I die, will hopefully have been the epitome of the greatest accomplishment. 
So I constantly have to remind myself of that. And at this time, everyone reminds me that the time that I have with these children as they're young goes by so fast. So I, I want to, it's, it's such a wonderful thing in life if you can experience that. Um, I'm told it's going to be, it's going to go by real fast. So I constantly try to regulate myself to stop, uh, pay attention to that, and create memories that will last me a lifetime. Hmm, love your perspective on this work-life balance and those tips that you shared with us that we can all incorporate. And I agree with you. I mean, you, especially for you, our listeners who have small children, wow, you, you know, time goes so fast. Sometimes, you know, you feel like, wow, the kids are already grown-ups and you, 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 know, you notice that one because you were not spending time with them. So it's really important to be cognizant about that one and really finding that time to spend as much time as you can. I know we have a business that we we're building but we also have our family that, that, that we want to spend time in so don't neglect those uh, spending time it's cut off time have a cut off times with your work know when you have to start and when you have to, to say okay that's it for the day the work is going to be there it's most important thing is what uh, Twila just shared with us to create those memories and when you are you know, not if I, if I could add to that too I would say a lot of women especially women like me when you're entrepreneurs or when you're very work motivated Another thing I find a lot of women worried about is guilt, you know, guilt, feeling guilty that they're there at work and they enjoy it so much. And yet, and then, you know, going back to the child uh, later in the day or on the weekends, you know, I've, I, I don't feel, don't feel guilty. You know, it is okay to be in today's woman, in today's age, it is okay to be interesting. It is okay to have a career. It is okay to still fulfill your own dreams. And you can balance it. It's a constant struggle. You know, it's always a rebalancing act. But I do believe that you can have, fulfill your own destiny and your own dreams while remembering to stop, spend that time with your kids, you know, make sure they, they know how important they are. And just creating those boundaries to say, you know what, at this time I'm cutting it off or my weekends I'm stopping. And I also find it helps my, my business. Because when I stop and I just let it all go on the weekends, when I come back on Monday, I'm recharged and ready to hit it again. And uh, I think it's good for the business and it's good for my family that I've got something to talk about. Mom is interesting because she's got some stuff going on. That is so true. I love that. Uh, there you go for our listeners out there. It's really important to do also other things, not just your business, because that will enhance your creativity and your focus once you get back to your business. A great point there. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Yes. You know, it's interesting because that's been an evolution. Uh, what does success mean to me? And it, it, it's evolved over time. But... You know, when you're when you're poor and you're trying to create financial stability for yourself, success meant 
I'm going to own my own home. I'm going to have a car. Uh, and then from there, you know, success continued to feed itself on uh, once I accomplished that goal, I needed another goal. I needed another goal. I needed another goal. Today, I can tell you, I've, I've met all of those goals and the life and the business has, has been and my successes have been very, I've been very fortunate on those fronts. And now I look to that and find that, but that's not what I hang my success on. You know, and you're, you pinned it on something exactly right because it's come to this point that I've understood that, wow, every box I can fill, you know, I can buy anything I want, I can go anywhere I want, uh, I, have, I have financial freedom, but those things do not, uh, fin finances do not buy you success. They do not fulfill you as a person to say, uh, this is what makes me happy. Um, and I can share that I believe that uh, most of the people that I am friends with or that I like associating myself with, um, if you look at it from a, a finance world, you know, they're actually, they're, the friends and the people that I keep close to me are still real people. They're middle class people that have, that have good lives, that, you know, monitor and have good moral ethics and are real people. And I would say that today, that's what I founded, and I say what success is to me, is that I can walk into a room and someone can say, she's a good person, she's an honest person, you know, she does what she says, she's a good mother, um, she's a good wife. So today, I, I find success is the way you walk life and the reflection that you put on this world. If I leave a good reflection, to me, that in the end of my life, that will have been success. Mm, I love your perspective on success. Yes, at the end of the day, really, I mean, what really fulfills us or what really makes us happy is being able to have live that impact, great impact, make a difference in other people's lives. Our contribution because of what we do, that's what truly makes us happy at the end of the day. So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to share with our community what does true success mean to you and let us learn from each other. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? I would say uh, going in knowing that uh, nothing comes easy and, you know, nothing is not going to require work, that you're going to get, no matter what you do, you will get out of it what you put into it. So if you decide and if you understand that this is going to be a lifelong journey, it's not going to happen tomorrow, it's not going to happen next year, that definition of success, whether it be financial, emotional, or um, friendship sort of, you know, success, none of those things happen overnight. 
and it's a constant every single day. What am I doing today? I'm going to get up, and what am I going to do to take the next step forward toward that toward that goal? So I would say, you know, patience and perseverance, you know, would be my first uh, recommendation. The second recommendation I would say is uh, that surrounding yourself well. Um, if I were to go back in time, it took me a little bit of time to know that I couldn't satisfy everyone and I couldn't be friends with everyone. And if I was looking for approval from everyone, I was going to lose. What I needed to decide was what, what, what is it that I want out of life for myself? What is it that's going to make me happy? And if there are judges out there or if there are you know people who don't share the same philosophies or don't don't live by a different lifestyle or you know have different code or moral ethics than than I do um, I found that I could still hope them well I could still hope them the best in life but I really had to surround myself with those that fed me positive energy and uh, supported the goals that I wanted because if you if you're trying to fly and yet you're you're around people that are you know not feeding you that positive energy you'll never get lifted off the ground because those those negative forces that negative energy that negative feedback it, it is it's gonna pull you down and it's gonna draw you back you just have to say you know what you think something else, I think I'm going this way, and this is how I'm going to lead my life. So I would say that uh, that would be my, my second recommendation. And uh, my third recommendation would be not to settle. You know, so as a, as a woman, I was already settled in life that I was going to, I was going to, be financially independent and I was going to do that on my own before I ever got married before I ever you know got involved I was going to like who I am and I was going to be financially independent and I wasn't gonna marry out of loneliness I wasn't gonna marry for money I wasn't going to do any of those things I was going to work on myself first and that I think that once I decided to do that um, not only did I drop the what I said with number two is not only did I drop the negative energy around me, but then I actually attracted positive energy because I think people who walk through life and say, I know what I want. I know what I am. I know what I like. Uh, I, I know where I'm going. I think that then all those other positive forces kind of, you know, walk sort of walk with you and you attract that. And once you attract that and you decide you're not going to settle, um, then you you don't and whether it happens whether you get married at 25 30 35 or you never do I was settled at the point to say I'm, I'm gonna do what I believe is right if I find the right person great if I don't I'd rather be I'd rather I'd rather be comfortable with myself and help happy with my life alone been miserable and never met my goals with someone else because that's not going to help anybody. Um, but I think the opposite happens. I think that because there's in many times I find that 
especially as a woman, you know, there's things that we aspire for. You, you of course, want business and you want financial security. And you're always fighting that with having a good relationship. And then you're always fighting that with, and I want to have children. But if you try to have all of those three things at the same time, I think it's very, very difficult. I think you have to, I think you have to define yourself as a female first. I think you have to have your own security uh, on your own first. And then when you, when you meet someone, it's even better because you don't have to marry that person because of loneliness or insecurities or financial security. You meet that person and you say, this is what I have to offer. What do you have to offer? And if it's right, then it's right. And then if you have a platform of success based on, based on you being solid and you knowing yourself and, and you having that fundamental, then your grounding floor is, is solid. And then everything you put on top of that will only, will only have the opportunity to be solid too because your foundation is solid. So don't go out there and try to do it all at 26. I'm going to own a business, get married, and, and have three kids. You know, tackle it one at a time. Tackle it that you're going to, it's going to be right one at a time. Have patience and have the right people around you. Hmm, golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. I was so hooked into listening to every word that you were saying. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to have the patience and perseverance, knowing and going into business, knowing that nothing comes easy, that you'll get what you put in it. That is so true. You know, get into business for the right reason, because it's really important to understand that there are going to be challenges along the way. Surrounding yourself with people who feeds you positive energy, who supports you, shares your vision, and not settling down. Really great tips here that Twila just shared with us. Let's take action on them today, and I'll make sure to have them on our show notes. Last but not the least, uh, Twila, share our listeners that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. Uh, one woman that I admire the most, uh, I would have to say that the person I admire the most might be um, Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, I would say two. I would say Eleanor Roosevelt and Margaret Thatcher. Um, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt, because she was a very strong person, although she was the wife of a, of a president, she had her own ideals and her own presence. And so I, I like her very much. Um, Margaret Thatcher, I like her because she was a, she ran a country, not as a woman, but as a person. So because she, she went to her initiative and she did her job and she never apologized for being female. And she never led with the fact that she was female. She was a leader who happened to be a female. Mm, yes, such an inspiration. Eleanor Roosevelt and Margaret Thatcher, we salute them for not just being an inspiration to you, but to all of us here at Today's Leading Women. Lastly, Twila, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and we'll end from there. Thank you. So um, two of the things that I have today are I have a foundation called True Sue Hope, and they can go to truetohope.org, and that's a foundation for the poorest place in the country. 
which happens to be uh, the Pine Ridge Reservation. So that one is something that is near and dear to me because it's where I come from. And I think that anytime anyone in this country who can help uh, within the country and the poorest place in the country, I think that it's a, a lot of fun. So I would encourage your listeners, if they can, to take a look at True Sioux Hope Foundation and see how they can get involved. All right. So that's, and they can go to truesuehope.org, true, S-I-O-U-X, hope.org. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now and get involved with the cause that Twila is doing and how we can, how you can support that foundation that she has. Again, that link is www.truesuehope.org. Dot org. Again, that's T-R-U-E-C-I-O-U-X, hope.org. And I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. Twila, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.